I believe I have made a significant find in the Kandarian runes, a volume of ancient Sumerian burial practices and funerary incantations. It is entitled Naturan de Manto, roughly translated Book of the Dead. We could survive that! We could survive that! We could survive that! Hello and welcome to We Could Survive That, your survival guide to the movies. I'm Jack and today I'm joined by a man I met in a cabin in the woods. It's Chris. Hello everybody. I'm the man from the cabin in the woods located on the strange strange hill. Why are you posh and old, Chris? <gasps> I've evolved. You've evolved. The time in the cabin in the woods changed me. But I was one of the select few to help appease the gods of old and I failed. You did fail, didn't I you? I did fail. What film are we watching? It's Cabin in the Woods, isn't it? It's Directed Cabin in by the Woods, yeah. Drew Goddard. Also written by Drew Goddard. And everyone's favourite Whedon, Josh Whedon. Is he your favourite Whedon? Is it pronounced Josh? Because it's J-O-S-S. I thought it was like Josh. Josh. It's probably Julio Whedon or something. Is he Spanish? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clearly Spanish is Josh Whedon. Yeah. Chris, Cabin in the Woods. I thought it was a horror film. It was going to be a hardcore horror film. But it wasn't. It was a horror comedy. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. I like horror comedies. Yeah, I like horror comedies, but I was, uh, wasn't expecting it. Because I was still watching it, thinking it was a horror film. Then when it done like a couple of weird moments, I was like, this would be out of place in a comedy film. Swipe me vitals. It's a comedy film. Right. Survival guide to Cabin in the Woods. Chris. Don't go. Is it, don't go to the Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, well, don't go. It's a good, good opener, Chris. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. shall we get into the plot and, you know, the events of the film and, and stuff like that before we give the obvious survival advice? Well, no, because it's inevitable that everyone's going to die in it. If you've seen it. If you've not yeah. seen it. Spoilers? Because people die in this. A lot of people die. The so entire like, world. The whole, yeah, the whole world is... To, spoilers. <laughs> spoilers for how the world is going to end. <laughs> Let's get into it. The story follows five college kids. Dana, Kurt, Thor, Chris Hemsworth. The best Hemsworth? Yes. <laughs> Jules, Marty, and Holden. They're all college friends. And they decide that... They should go and spend a weekend at Kurt's cousin's cabin, which is in... The Woods. Very dramatic. I know. It is. So uh, they all kind of um, almost fit into the stereotypes that you'd find in a a horror movie. So Kurt's kind of like a jock. He's very sporty and athletic, but he also recommends to Dana some books and stuff like that at the beginning there's marty who's also a stoner guy who's in there dana's your well she's meant to be the the virgin in the film so your main protagonist definitely and not jules is yeah and jules is um meant to be the, the whore <laughs> the whore in the film so they they get all this wrong don't they later on towards the end of the film they find that they've not picked the right horror stereotype so to speak mm. the point of the film basically i'll lay it out early so we know what we're dealing with is that the old gods need a sacrifice so that they don't come up from underground and destroy the world basically and to do this in a bunch of different countries they set up what is essentially the plot of a horror movie so in america they do the cabin in the woods thing In Japan, they do sort of J-horror type stuff. So things that you'd expect from a horror film. And they have to hit these certain points. So they have to kill someone in a certain order. Show some nudity if you're 
in America because nudity, who doesn't love nudity, Chris? Of course, there's always nudity. And it's basically checking off all the all the cliches that you'd expect to find in a in a horror film. But there's a group, I don't know whether they're run by the government or something like that. I ain't got a clue. It's their job to sort of make sure everyone fits into these stereotypes. So before they even mm. get to the cabin in the woods, they're already being manipulated by these people. So yeah. one of them drugs Jules's hair dye. So when she dyes it blonde, she's slightly stupider than she would be. And there's all sorts of drugs and stuff that go into making people how they want them to Yeah, act how they act and stuff, yeah. During the film. So they get to the cabin that's in the woods and they're immediately met by a grumpy native, a guy that runs the petrol station, which is your classic don't go into the woods, people, because you'll all die. Yeah, creepy, stereotypical uh, omen bringer, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. They, they always meet somebody. It's like what you say. It's, it's a classic cliche horror film thing, isn't it? They're on their way to the woods or wherever they're going, and there's always the the local that tries the to warn them off. Or, yeah, yeah. The the thing that they they try to keep them away from, but they never they never listen. They never do listen they? to it. No, mostly because they come off crazy like this guy. Yeah, had they listened to him and left, everybody in that control room would have been freaking out. Yeah, because they would have <laughs> failed straight away, wouldn't they? Yeah, they would have failed the the sacrifice, so and everyone would have died. Mm. Do you reckon that's ever happened before? Yeah, there was I freaky shit point. going on. Well, I mean, we've got to assume this has been going on for years since now. the dawn of time. Or some variation yeah. of it, yeah. So it probably has happened at some point, yeah. Oh. Somebody freaked out and thought, now nah, we're going to go. Nope. <laughs> yeah. This guy's creepy. We're leaving. But they don't listen to his uh, his heeds, his warnings, and they go into the cabin and um, settle down and start having a party. You know, letting loose, having a few drinks, playing truth or dare. And one-way mirrors and <laughs> one stuff. One-way mirrors in there as well, yeah. That um, Holden finds that's looking into... Dana's room and uh, she's getting changed and before you get the full striptease he, he he's gentlemanly he does a gentleman's glance which is polite isn't it Chris <laughs> <laughs> you coined the gentleman's glance in the Tucker versus Tucker and Dale versus <laughs> Evil episode so he has a polite gentleman's glance yeah and then before any nudity he stops her and they switch rooms don't fault really yeah have done it what the no you should have banged on the wall you should have continued watching Oh, well, that's a, more. A there's a gentleman's. Long. Where's the line, Chris, between a gentleman's glance and just being a perv? Oh, it's very blurred. It it's blurred? difficult to say, yeah. Uh, I but think... then they switch rooms, and then she's watching him get undressed. Yeah. Holden, he's a good piece of eye candy. Oh, he's got muscles God. like me. <laughs> oh, you wished. <laughs> uh, yeah, and um, the party escalates into truth or dare. And Jules kisses the stuffed head of a of a wolf. Yeah, I thought that wolf's tongue was moving when she was kissing it. It was like a human tongue in there or something. Yeah, it looked very weird. Isn't like it? when her tongue knocked it, it, like it moved, and I was like, Ugh. yeah, is it moving of its free will or? I don't know, but the music it was playing made you think the mouth was going to snap shut. I knew it wasn't going to happen mm. because they always have the uh, false build up in all the horror films, don't yeah. they? Before the real stuff false starts scares. happening. But Thor's really liking this, which is weird. Well, Jules is his girlfriend, so... Yeah, but why would you be getting turned on by watching her make out with a stuffed animal's head? Drugs, again, because they've drugged Thor. Oh, yeah, the beer he's drinking, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And uh, Dana is next to accept a dare, and she is told to go down into the basement and explore it. Because uh, it 
the roof blows up randomly. Trap door, sorry. Yeah, yeah. And it draws attention to it. So she goes down. Big Evil Dead reference there. Yeah. She gets scared and then everyone else goes down. And in the basement, it's filled with trinkets that are basically related to monsters that they've got down in the control centre. And um, Dana picks up what is essentially the Necronomicon from Evil Dead. Evil yeah. Dead, yeah. yeah. And she reads from it. And that brings up the Buckner family, which are zombies. But not just any zombies, Chris. No, there are redneck torture zombies, yep. I believe. Way worse than just regular zombies. Oh, way worse, yeah, no. That's the monster that they have to deal with. And down in the control room, Citizen and Hadley, who are the comic relief, they're the guys more or less in charge of running the, the horror movie, basically. Mm. They took bets from the other people. They do it every year from the sounds of it, yeah. don't they? And Hadley's a bit sad that uh, the merman didn't get picked because he's always wanted to see one of them in action. And we get a, a glimpse as to what the Japanese team are doing on one of the monitors behind the two of them. And it's they've unleashed a ghost into a schoolroom. The only two sacrificing points that are left it, uh, in contention to keep the ancient gods at bay are the US and... Because everything else has failed at this point, haven't yeah. they? Just trying to think, because there are a bunch of other countries listed. How would they go? Because I was trying to think of, like, British horror movies. Are there any, mm. like, real classic ones that would merit uh, a sacrificey thing after? I mean, you're the horror movie guy. Do they, any spring to mind? Mm. Shaun of the Dead? <laughs> well, 28 Days Later Yeah. type thing. Classic British horrors my mind's gone blank you've put me on the spot i've put you on the I spot i can't think of any in a tired state no same as i can't think of any like classic french ones or classic le horde which i believe chris roughly translates to the horde the horde you you, uh, you are correct there yes <laughs> although that's another zombie i wouldn't one, say so. it's a classic french horror though just bloody yeah uh, right. no i can't think of what the others would be no that's fine don't worry about Should it godzilla in japan though again the budget for a godzilla would be huge yeah Make a mini Godzilla. Like make a tiny Godzilla. That's Mini-Zilla. not very. That's not very. I mean, it's threatening, but not as threatening as a as a giant one. Just needs to be threatening. Just needs to get the job done. <laughs> just needs to kill needs to be a effective. classroom full of children. Yeah. Apparently, that's the sacrifice in Japan. Nine year olds. Yeah. So. Um, but they defeat the ghost. Exactly. Spoiler. Spoiler. Yeah. So they've unleashed the Buckner zombie torture family, which uh, apparently have a hundred percent success rate in clearing the cabin. So. That looks good. The world isn't going to be killed by ancient gods. Uh, Or is it? (laughs) It is. (laughs) Yeah, we come up to our first death, Chris. So throughout the whole encounter in the basement, Marty the stoner has been was trying to convince them all to go back upstairs and leave all the stuff in the basement, but they don't. The Necronomicon is red, and the Buckner family are released. Kurt and Jules then decide to go off into the woods for uh, some private time some couples therapy so to speak they're gonna bang genitalia together yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah jules isn't into it at first but then uh i think um they release like hadley releases yeah pheromones he turns the temperature up makes the moonshine three brighter so it's like romantic setting type thing exactly yeah jules finally gets in the mood and uh strips Oh, yeah. And then we see the nudity. Oh, there it is, right there. And uh, down in the office, they're not looking too excited about uh, the nudity. And uh, security guard Truman comes in and goes, hey, why does this, why do you have to see her naked? And they go, oh, we're not the only ones watching, referring to 
the gods. the gods and also I thought us, big businessmen. Oh, you thought businessmen? Yeah, who were paying for money to like watch a nude scene and watch them get like killed. Oh, like, right. It was some sort of thing, uh, twisted thing they had going on. Okay. But yes, for us yeah. the viewers as well. Yeah, us the viewers. But that's what this uh, film is about. It's about horror movie cliches and yeah. what we, the audience, expect to see and, and, and that sort of stuff. But um, Kurt and Jules did not expect to see the zombie torture family. And um, whilst Kurt is on top, Jules's hand gets impaled and uh, Kurt is thrown off. Jules is pulled away by a bear trap on a chain and she's pulled away pushed up against a tree and then she's decapitated mm-hmm. and kurt tries to fight back but there's not much he can do he then leaves goes back to the cabin and tells the others what's happened so chris your jewels under the influence of drugged hair dye and and sexual inducing pheromones yes any okay. way that you can survive this surprise attack. Flash your breast at the zombies in the hope that they will be distracted by them. You can then run. I don't think that would work. If they're a torture family, shouldn't they have tortured her first before they killed her? Well, she gets stabbed in the hand and a bear trap on her leg. So that's, mm, quite, I suppose that's so. quite painful. Okay. I think Thor should have done more. Where's Mjolnir? Okay. Bring down the thunder, Thor. Because he punches a couple of them, doesn't he? And then he gets grabbed by one and... One of them's holding him, and he's like wrestling with her, like rah rah rah. Where yeah. she's being held by like pretty much all the others are holding her. Mm. Why could he not have just thrown that one off? It's a dead body. But it depends, because uh, I think the biggest Buckner zombie is the dad. If he's big, he's undead. He's got stamina and strength that Thor doesn't. Okay, don't go outside and go to do your business in a dirty forest. Not very romantic, is it? Just well, the, the dirt on stuff. Yeah, I mean, they I were mean, like, "Oh, it's romantic because the moonlight shining in." You lay yeah. down, is like a worm crawling along. You're like, "Oh, that's nice." That's that's not romantic, is nah, it? No, I would have retreated. That worm might slither somewhere it's not meant to. Oh, oh, ugh. So there you go. I would have personally would have retreated further into the cabin and not ventured outside at all. Yeah. But of course, his drink was drugged to make him into this macho guy, and I guess he wants to take his woman on the bear of the land or whatever. Caveman type actions yeah. you think the Marty of... should have given everybody drugs because they say later in the film because he's been so stoned the pheromones and stuff and haven't affected him at all I think they also tried to drug his stash of drugs <laughs> tried to drug his drugs but they missed a stash and that's the the set of weed that he brought with him to the cabin so mm. it's not so much that he's immune to it is that I don't think he drunk anything I don't think he was drinking beer I think he was uh, just no, smoking they, weed uh, they did actually say what he was smoking was blocking the pheromones and stuff oh right doing. okay so had he shared that out a bit because I would have I would have thought he would have shared it and they would have had at least one joint they would have been immune to it they wouldn't have been affected by pheromones second hand smoking though would that work Cause don't if know if it's, I don't think it would be powerful enough for them to do it but had they done it and uh, not necessarily made the others all immune but lessen the effect of it and they wouldn't have done it outside they would have been like nah actually, let's, let's go back inside into the room also. yeah yeah somewhere more voila. secluded I've just survived it okay so your survival tip for drugs is more drugs uh, yes that is correct <laughs> sir okay so Kurt has now freaked everyone out with his story of Jules's death he initially decides that they should all stick together but then a button in the control room is flicked and then he decides that they need to split up instead. Classic horror movie. 
So they all go into their rooms and then in the control centre they lock everyone into their own individual rooms. And it's at this point that Marty knocks over a table lamp and discovers that there is a camera in there watching him. And it's all very Truman Show-like, isn't it? He puts this camera down to being on a reality show, but in the bunker, all the control guys are freaking out because they think, oh no, he's twigged on, he he knows that something's not right. But uh, one of the Buckners comes in, smashes through the window, drags him out, and uh, stabs him in the back, and then he's dragged off and we don't see him again. And then they assume Marty's dead, but there's a, a rumble underground like an earthquake, so... Is Marty dead? Was the plan followed? No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. Which was good, because I was rooting for him. Ever since I saw his uh, collapsible bong into a flask, I was like, yes, this guy. You like that innovation? This is, yes, this is the guy I want to live. Oh, well, he does live, but he's taken out of the film for a little bit, and which then leaves Kurt, Holden, and Dana to escape the cabin in their RV and drive away towards the tunnel from whence they came, which, due to a technical malfunction, has not been blocked off. Probably the rumbling. They see the tunnels still open, but um, with some quick thinking, they manage to fix the glitch and explode it, and they see the explosion. So again, they know that something's not quite right with uh, the things that have been going on. Really? They, they didn't get that from the <laughs> undead family. They think, oh, this is normal. But wait a minute, the tunnel collapsed on its own. I packed for an undead family trying to kill me. I didn't pack for an exploding tunnel. Oh, what the hell is this? So they're forced to stop. And somehow, I think in the back of the RV, Kurt's got a motorbike or they find a motorbike. And Kurt decides to jump this broken down bridge and go and get help and he does this whole brave man speech I'll get the police I'll get big fucking guns and choppers and stuff like that and I'll blow those zombies to hell that was a terrible American accent I I sort of just slipped into it I didn't mean to (laughs) (laughs) so he goes for the jump and he's gonna make it up until he hits an invisible force field that um knocks him off the bike he falls all the way down this uh canyon hits the bottom and dies so Mm -hmm. that's not good no, no, that's true. He doesn't know the force field's there, does yeah. he? Yeah, I personally want to try jumping the uh, the gorge on my dirt bike. Would you have let Dana jump instead? I, uh, <laughs> no, I, what I would have done is retreated back to the RV, because where they are, they're, they're on a the road. Yeah. And uh, aren't they? So they've only got one point of you know attack coming towards them. Would have fortified the RV and sort of just stayed on, on the RV. Okay. Do you know how the next person, Hadley, dies in uh, the... <laughs> Yeah, which at this point, no, I wouldn't be aware of that fact, but one of the uh, Buckner family somehow is hiding undetected in the RV yeah. and stabs him through the back of the, the throat. The back of the neck, yeah. If all three of you did go back in to the RV and instead of jumping the canyon... I think we could the Buckner family yeah. member. It would also depend on at what point, I think it's Daddy Buckner gets into the RV, because if he gets in at the beginning of their trip to the tunnel... Mm. Then he's playing the long game, isn't he? Waiting in there. But then, of course, he might have been able to sneak in whilst they were watching Kurt try and do the jump. But then that was ages away from the cabin. How could he have walked so far? They only walk these zombies. How could he yeah. have caught up with them? I don't know. Well, they're that long unloading the bike. Yeah, that he managed to catch up catch with up them. Catch up with them and go in there, yeah. He probably got locked in the toilet. Maybe, yeah. He stumbled in there. <laughs> 
and got trapped and couldn't get out. Yeah, the RV thing is is okay, but if you're desperate and you really need help, then... Ride the motorbike back through the woods. You're on a dirt bike, man. You can outmaneuver and, and stuff until you get a puncture. Yeah. The tunnel, it's like on a hill or something, isn't it? Or a mountain. It goes through a mountain, Through a yeah. mountain. You depending can't climb on how... up over the mountain. I was going to say ride the bike over the mountain. No! Depending... It's, like a, it's, a, it's a straight up vertical thing. Climb the mountain then? Kurt actually says, they say about climbing, and Kurt's like, yeah, I've got all my climbing ropes back in my dorm. He's like, well, fuck you, Kurt. Why even say it? He's just been sarky at this point. He's just Yeah, he's a, he's a bit pissed. He's a bit he? miserable, isn't he? Poor Kurt. And then, Chris, as you said, Hadley's the next one to go. Stabbed in the back of the neck when him and Dana go back into the RV and try and drive the opposite way through the woods, potentially to safety. Um, when he's stabbed, he sends the RV crashing into a lake. Yeah. And Dana manages to escape. But by this point, um, Hadley's already dead. Dead. See, I reckon I would have been better in this situation because uh, upon returning to the vehicle, I would have seen enough horror films to go, hang on, there's always something lurking in the big vehicle. Yeah. Let's check it out, Dana. We would have found uh, Daddy Buckner. I would have dragged that uh, B-arch out. Would have thrown him into the lake. and would have been like, what you saying? Thrown him down the canyon to join Kurt. Turns out Kurt's still alive and I've just killed him now. Daddy Buckner's landed on top of him. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would have done a quick check of the RV, something like that. Yeah, it's one of the rules out of Zombieland, isn't it? Yeah. Check the back seat. Sensible enough. You are being hunted by mm. terrifying I mean, zombie torture family. Is it pretty much guaranteed death if you're stabbed through the back of the throat? When it gone through, it probably would have severed his spinal cord and all this lot. Yeah, it depends where he stabs him. And I think Buckner takes the knife out as well, so he's going to bleed out. So it's more or less guaranteed, unless Dana is super gifted uh healing uh, uh, i think she's actually medical. an artist or some sort of smarty art person isn't so she? not a medical student not she ain't a med student no. is she? she's studying maths and she's like drawing pictures of her professor who she was uh sleeping with yeah having damn it dana study a with. real subject <laughs> no, whoa <laughs> not your professor's dick Ooh. yeah uh, enough of taking the piss out of dana and her and, uh, and her choice of course and uh, lovers <laughs> so to speak uh, she manages to escape but so does Daddy Buckner everyone downstairs in the control room are celebrating because they think everyone's dead and the death of the the quote virgin which Dana is filling the role uh, of doesn't necessarily have to happen does it exactly said. yeah so, so uh, at this point she's on the pier isn't she and uh daddy buckner's just like picking her up and like throwing her just around. throwing her about yeah. yeah and that's in contrast that's on the big screen in the back of where everyone is celebrating, celebrating getting yeah. drunk and everything but the celebrations are cut short when they get a phone call and are informed that marty is not actually dead and then on the big screen he shows up manages to fend off daddy buckner and grabs dana and runs to this grave where he's been hiding, which is also, coincidentally, the entrance to the big, uh, mm. what do they call it, the the paddock for all yeah, the Yeah, it's some sort of monsters prison and thing. I found this scene to be uh, quite reminiscent of uh, the Maze Runner. This is how they got, um, I don't know if you're familiar with it. I've not seen it. No. Okay, but basically kids are put into a maze with no memory how and they got run. there. Pretty much. And, and they're haunted by monsters. Big monsters. And how they get into it is they, they're put into an elevator that comes up out the ground into the maze sort of thing okay and obviously the zombies um in the elevator they come up and you know out of the ground from there yeah yeah we see a load of other horror monsters that 
could have potentially been used mm. uh, to kill the guys in the cabin. That's right. Did you uh, recognise any of them? I recognised a few of them. I know the guy, I think he's credited as the Lord of Pain, the guy with uh, the saws in his head. Yeah. He's meant to be Pinhead or uh, an homage to Pinhead because they mm. can't use him no. directly, yeah. obviously. It's like they got werewolf in there. As, yeah, werewolves. Um, there's a giant in there as well. Just a big guy. That would have been terrifying. And you, You're in the cabin in the woods and then just a, a massive club comes through the roof it would have been and great, you're squished by it? a giant. They must have come out different ways into the uh, into the area because the zombies obviously they're elevated to come into graves to you know, keep with the uh, stereotype zombies coming yeah, out of the grave. The so there must be other entrances into the compound. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't which, surprise me. You know, other things come out. The merman would have obviously come out in the lake I'm guessing. Obviously, yeah, yeah. Just makes you wonder where everything else would have come out though. I know. There are quite a lot of other films you could make out of this premise with yeah. other... So you got the cabin in the woods and maybe you don't do the zombies. Maybe you do do a giant. I don't think we've seen a giant mm. terrorising people in the cabin in the woods. Or you do somebody uh, stopping over at a hotel in the middle of nowhere, for example. Basically, they could take these premises and change locations and they should have made it into an entire series. It would have been well, marvellous. given the ending of the film. Yeah, they should have changed that. Yeah, well, they could do prequels, couldn't they? Yeah, they could, mm. yeah. Yeah, so they're down there. Dana realizes what she's done by reading the diary of the of the Buckner family, and she knows that. Oh no, it was me! I unleashed the the terrible zombies, and um, the whole crew in the control room are panicking. They realize that they're coming down into the the compartments, and uh, they Marty somehow pulled some wires out and made it go down. Because in all films. All you need to do is tinker around with some sort of control box, spark a few wires, and everything will work and it for works, you. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't send the the elevator plummeting down to their doom. No, it's no. a very controlled descent. Yeah, and it works just like normal. That's right. Yeah, and uh, they send uh, the control guy send one guard to kill marty because they reckon that if they kill marty then the virgin's still alive and even though it's unconventional it should still work to appease the yeah the gods of horror movies or whatever marty is stood behind dana when the guard comes in the guard wants dana to move so he can shoot marty and, and kill him uh, obviously marty doesn't want to um dana's reluctant to step out of the way but the guard gets distracted by one of the buckner hands that has fallen down into the lift shaft with them and it crawls up grabs him and marty uses this distraction to push the guy into the side of the the lift and um when he slides down there's all blood and everything there and then they grab the gun leave and he's either dead or unconscious but the hand is crawling up towards his face and just clawing at his face yeah so if the push didn't kill him the hand just, probably did. It's probably started, it probably ripped his eyes out or something you, afterwards. Yeah, started choking him or something like that. Yeah. So you're this guard. I would have. Uh, the doors would open, and rather than because he points a gun, he's like, "Just the boy come out." He's like, oh, "Just, just the guy come out." The girl staying sort of thing. Mm. I would have just opened fire instantly because it's close quarters, isn't it? Yeah. He might have been able to get a ricochet hit. Well, she wasn't directly in front of him, and so he was close enough that if he fired, you could go over her shoulder and hit him. I mean, failing that, I wouldn't have stood so close. I would have stood further back and perhaps fired at their legs you know make them fall to the ground okay. and then take out marty you know that type of thing oh here's another idea either throw a grenade in there yeah throw a gr- kill them both <laughs> no uh that chip van is ridiculous <laughs> it's okay do you want chips 
No, uh, another idea is uh, if you're in the control room, can't you keep the door to the elevator locked and then they can't get out? Marty's overridden it when oh, he sparks some wires together. With his six skills. That's right, it's classic, isn't it? Yeah. So. Or the guard could have taken a less aggressive uh, stance. Instead like, of, I'm here to help you. Yeah, and then come with me, I'll show you a, a nah, safe place. Nah, nah, nah. They might not would have, have Marty would have been like, nope, and straight away he would have seen through that. Okay. The weed has freed his mind to see the true veil the, of the humanity. We- the weed, not the weedon. I said weed. I know, no. I've oh, oh you make it. Oh, right. You're making a joke, right. <laughs> Go on, Chris. Go on, uh, whoopsie. <laughs> All send more guards. I mean, they have an entire armed squadron turn of Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they, they so show up a little bit later on. I'm guessing they didn't just send the one guard. I'm guessing they came they out the elevator. Searching. The elevator came down. They're like, oh, shit. They're coming out of this elevator. And it was just the closest guy who got there first. Is, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So, a non-aggressive thing no, wouldn't, wouldn't have worked. Work. No. You think just go in and shoot their legs? No, if it, yeah, it had to be more aggressive, if anything. He should have been a... Uh... More violence. Chris's yes. solution to everything. <laughs> also, you should have seen that zombie hand. It was a like hand and forearm as well, laying Yeah, it was there. a large chunk. I like it after they take the guy out and they step out. Marty's like, good zombie hand. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed that. You should have taken it home, kept it as a pet or something. Yeah, yeah if he took it with him. Yeah. Probably could have helped. It could have. When they're actually running around the um the paddock, then the cameras in the control room can pick them up and they can track them. And that's when they send down their full force, their full SWAT team. And they start shooting at Marty and, and Dana. But they manage to hide in a slightly smaller control room, which just so happens to handily, Chris, have a big red button that releases <laughs> all the monsters cliche uh also it makes sense for them to have it in there the big red button oh yeah what I was possible purpose could you have for the big red button yeah let's release every single monster that um, we have what if the um old gods are finally appeased forever and they need to get rid of all the monsters you don't release them all, all, all at once together, yeah they must have had some sort of reason for putting the butter in, button in obviously it Plot opens all the uh, josh whedon lazy writing though <laughs> I love your work. It opens all the elevators at once, or as many as it can, and it opens the next wave and the yeah. next wave. So there was some sort of plan for it, I guess. Not to ha- it was probably to be used when there weren't monsters in there. Yeah, so they could clean them, maybe. Or maybe when the tax man comes, <laughs> they, can, the they can le- unleash all the monsters on the tax man. So, yeah, I don't know. The whole SWAT team are taken out at this point. Oh, yeah, by everything. So, yeah, I'm just going to reel off some of the, the monsters that uh, come out and attack. And then let's see, Chris, if there's one monster in particular that you think you could handle being jumped out at. So there's a, a big snake, big cobra that pops out, which is really fast and, and surprisingly big. There's a big bat as well, a ghost that sucks out your soul, werewolves killer scorpion robot i think i see a witch in there and a flying pixie monster as well as probably a couple of zombies and and things like that so there's also that ballerina girl oh yeah the creepy who's ballerina just got girl. a mouth covering her entire face yeah nice. i would take her because as far as i can tell the mouth she hasn't got any other thing other than the mouth yeah so i could just shoot her but is she supernatural we don't know much about her so if she's supernatural bullets might not put her down yeah fucking my bullets would I'd slow her down I mean what I would have done straight away because they're all standing there aren't they and then ping 
as the uh, lights come on above the elevators, they had a good couple of seconds then to either run to run or get into like a semicircle or anything. I would assume they have grenades, uh, um, maybe tear gas or something. I, I couldn't. I okay, don't they've think got they've something. Got... But oh no, actually, um, maybe a flashbang. I think Truman's got a grenade. I don't know whether it's standard issue though. Let's assume it is because my I need it. I need it. Okay, yeah. My hand to work. As soon as it pinged, I would have took off sprinting, and I, I full on sprinting down that thing. I would have chucked a grenade behind me, possibly killing the rest of my squadron, and then <laughs> getting the hell nice. out of there. Yeah, you can't kill your buddies. Well, I, no, I didn't do it on purpose, did I? They just, they just got in the way of exactly. my grenade. Take, uh, I'd launch a grenade down behind me towards one of the elevator doors so I could take something out as it goes. I would then be ignoring any and all orders I'd be receiving through my um, earpiece to you know, engage. Heading towards where I would... I would certainly have got some sort of evacuation plan. Yeah, some sort of exit. Is that where you'd head then? Yeah. Just leave. If you make a move and sprint off, maybe somebody else follows you. And then when you throw the grenade back, what if they're running, they don't see it, and kick the grenade forward? Oh, I'd throw it around them, obviously. And then... Well, not if you don't see them start to run after you. Okay, so here's what I do if that scenario happens. The grenade's been kicked past me now. I stop... Do a uh, quick U-turn, grabbing the person who's running behind me, and you, and then spinning around behind them to use them as a human shield. What for the grenade? Yes, that would then blow me back into the other people and the the uh, mess of monsters that's attacking them. Yeah. I then throw the guy off me that I would use as a shield. He would be then be eaten. I didn't get up and continue running. That doesn't give you much of a head start. But, but it's it, more than it, what any of the others have. It is, yeah. Aside from the massacre that happens in that corridor we also get a bunch of other clips of um monsters killing people that work in the facility one of them being it the clown stabbing uh was that meant to be it or was it just a random clown? no it? yeah it's, it's, it's very similar to it and it's very famous stephen king character isn't he played yeah. by tim curry originally so clown's actually not called it it's called penny Pennyworth. pennywise pennywise pennywise, pennywise the clown yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I'd, I'd be more surprised if it wasn't a nod to that. Oh, no, yeah, it makes sense, yeah. And uh, one that I do want to focus on, not an animal that you would consider a horror movie creature, per se, but it is a fantasy creature, a unicorn. A guy, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A guy in a lab coat. Is impaled by it. Yeah. Multiple times. That's a bit weird, isn't it? Unicorn. I mean, what could they have picked up in that cabin that would have uh, released the unicorn? Exactly. Or is it just one unicorn? Do they have a herd of unicorns? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you was in a cabin in the woods and you saw a majestic unicorn in the woods, you wouldn't be scared of it or anything, would you? I mean, you'd be a bit freaked out. You'd be like, oh my God, is it it real? Because unicorns are always portrayed as beings of magical goodness. Yeah. So you'd have been like, (laughs) and it would have impaled me through the head. Bad unicorn. Probably multiple unicorns. A horde or a herd. Horde? Herd? Herd. Yeah, herd of unicorns. Whatever you want. A unicorn. Stampede of unicorns. One would be quite easy to take out because, I mean, other than the horn, they're just a horse. But still, horses, they're quite big and they got a nasty kick as well. Yeah, but I mean, like, it wouldn't be able to chase you through the cabin. It wouldn't be able to get through the doors and stuff. It'd be banging into everything. It would, yeah. I don't think the doors are big enough for a horse. No. You know okay. who you need to survive that? Voldemort. He oh, kills right, unicorns yeah. all the time. Drinks he, their blood. He literally eats unicorns for breakfast. There, we finally did a Harry Potter episode. There you go. <laughs> we got a mention in there. The rest of the compound is completely destroyed by a bunch of other monsters. Truman, the security guard, he's cornered and taken down by a bunch of scarecrows. And then he pulls a pin on a grenade, killing himself and... All the other the scarecrows. I was thinking of Doctor Who. 
What the scarecrows? So, you know, yeah, because they have the scarecrows. They don't. Yeah, they're the same, but they had chains and knives. Yeah, you wouldn't see chains and knives. Yeah, in, could you not have fought them off? I mean, they just made a straw. Surely you should have been. Yeah, able but there's to a there's them. a lot of them, isn't there? And he's I, he's no, crowded I'm and overpowered. Pretty and they sure might, I could take in straw. They might not be made of straw because there are some horror creatures in there which are just people. Like um, there's a there's a family wearing like masks. Yeah, like doll masks. So That's they're a, they're just uh, people. Uh, so Truman explodes and um, Hadley is blown back because of the explosion and mm. through the mist <laughs> comes the majestic merman thinks it's going to be like a beautiful mermaid doesn't he yeah I'm guessing that's why he wants to see it I, I think it's just that he's not seen it in action he wants you know maybe a variety maybe for the past couple of uh, sacrifices the the zombies or have been summoned or something boring and he wants a change and he's never seen a, a merman well they say the uh, mechanic Oh, engineering department, sorry, always pick the Buckner family. Yeah. Well, they're a thing, don't they? So I'm guessing they get picked a lot. Yeah, probably safe bet. But uh, the merman crawls towards Hadley, who's laying on the ground, bites his face. Loads of blood gets squirted everywhere. So let's do Hadley, because Truman, he's, he's outnumbered, outgunned. I reckon... And he explodes. <laughs> quick note on Truman. Had he thrown his grenade at the door straight away, he could have taken the scarecrows out before they'd got in. Potentially, yeah. And with um, Hadley, he hasn't a gun he was using that he was shooting some monsters okay. before the explosion happened. Just keep hold of it, man. Why don't you keep hold of it? Well, he's he's been knocked back because of the explosion. I know, he's probably still, injured yeah, and discombobulated a bit. Also, that merman that was dragging itself towards him. How would you stood up? It would have been fine. You could have just stamped on it. Or rolled away slightly. Yeah, because it was dragging itself slowly Very and everything. Very slow, yeah. If, yeah, stand up and just literally, you could have stamped on its head. It's probably not got enough strength to pull you back down. How is it even going? Surely it should be, like, suffocating. Yeah, because it's got gills, hasn't it? So it's well, not meant to breathe. Well, it's got a gill, it's got a big snout in its back that spurts blood out. Oh, yeah, like a, oh, a blowhole. Yeah, blowhole. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's, uh, it's like a mammal. Mm. Is the creature from the back lagoon a mammal? I ain't got a clue, <laughs> but yeah, I would have stood up and just stamped away. Okay. If you could. If I could, up, yeah. yeah. Next up, Lynn has seen this, and uh, before she can react or do anything, a giant tentacle, probably from a kraken? Because she's um, crouched with the other science guy, scientist, uh, what's his name? Uh, Citizen, I think. That's He's um, putting a code into what appears to be a trap door for an escape, and she's crouched over and going, come on, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Why wasn't she shooting with a gun and stuff? Maybe she didn't have a gun. Well, she's probably, she's like a scientist, isn't she? She's not Hadley. trained to be... You know, use guns and point and pull the trigger if it's a machine gun. Yeah, but still, there's not much we can do. Surprise attack, and it's a kraken. Cool, Jack Sparrow. <laughs> yep. Maybe she survives. Maybe she gets taken to Davy Jones's locker when it's she's eaten. Plausible. Yeah, and then uh, Citizen gets the the trap door open and runs down the corridor, but is intercepted by Marty and Dana, and Dana stabs him. Citizen, and he falls down. I think it was an accidental stab because he they ran in the corner into each other, and she was like surprised, and she was holding the knife out. Yeah, and he saw she didn't mean to like stab him. I don't mm. think it was a. Yeah, and with his dying words, he uh, he encourages Dana and Marty to, quote, kill it, referring to the old gods. Now, this implies that... They can there be is, killed, yeah. Yeah, which, if that is the case, if it could be killed... Why didn't they do that in the first place? Yeah, rather, rather than, than sacrifices. do the... Yeah, all the sacrifices Especially if you believe that two college kids, one who's a stoner, one who sleeps with a professor, can do it. Yeah. 
They knew she had a dirt, shouldn't you? Exactly. So we don't see... I don't know whether there's a fail-safe, whether, in fact, he is referring to the god. Maybe he's referring to I think Marty. he's referring to Marty. That's what I took from it, because he, he tells it to Dana, doesn't he? Yeah. So that's what I got from it. He was telling her to kill Marty. But uh, Dana and Marty go back along the tunnel and find this temple with um carvings of your of your stereotypical characters that would be in uh in a horror movie so the whore athlete scholar fool and virgin and then we get a surprise cameo from sigourney weaver i thought of sigourney weaver it is sigourney yeah. Weaver. she's the one in charge she's the one that citizen answers to survival tips for citizen when you're running down at corridors and you, uh, you've got to take a corner. The reason they ran to each other is because they both took the corner at the uh, same time. close up to the wall. Mm. So stand further out so you can see what's around the corner before you run round it. Not so bad, Chris. That's good. Uh, so Sigourney Weaver tells them what I told you at the beginning. And she singles out Marty that Marty has to die. Otherwise, they're going to come up from the ground and kill everyone. Dana turns her gun on Marty. And uh, she changed loyalties pretty quickly but marty gets the last laugh because a werewolf sneaks up on her jumps on her bites her she drops the gun marty uses it shoots the werewolf off of her and then sigourney weaver attacks marty starts just beating the shit out of him trying (laughs) to kill him before the gods get angry and come up uh then one of the buckner zombies returns the little girl isn't it yeah attacks sigourney weaver and then marty uses the distraction to kick Sigourney Weaver and the Buckner into Mm. the big pit. She doesn't see this coming and she's too intent on trying to kill Marty. And even if she had killed Marty, she would have had to turn around just in time. To deal with her zombie. The Buckner. Buckner, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, the film ends. uh, Dana and Marty forgive each other. And um, giant bloody hand, even gianter than the giant, comes up from under the earth and uh, we cut to the outside of the cabin and it smushes the cabin and uh, with Dana and, and Marty being uh, in, uh, in the temple killed, yeah. probably crushed so maybe a bunch of the other the staff that um, survived the initial Outbreak outcry of, the, of the monsters and who some were of the monsters further away killed. may have been able to um, survive the hand because I don't, I, I don't know if the hand I'm seeing when it pulled itself all out it I mean, would have taken out the whole the, facility. But then you don't know how big it is, the facility, and you don't know how big the giant or the god is in total. So yeah. there's a chance some of them could have used some of the uh, monster exits and come out in the lake, for example. Potentially, but then they would have had to be good swimmers and yeah. you know, swim up above the lake. Wouldn't suck if you survive the monster outbreak. You survive the god coming up. The gods are left now to go do whatever to start the apocalypse. Yeah. You've pulled yourself out the lake, and one of the Buckners who's still roaming around just comes along and just, like kills you yeah. you'd be pissed. or a kraken or, or the merman it, yeah. or a unicorn so that was cabin in the woods everyone dies because nobody listens to our survival advice chris do they no they do not exactly when everybody else is killed in the uh, inevitable apocalypse is brought around by the old gods exactly so if you want to avoid the apocalypse and get a uh, i don't know maybe talk to us about how you would survive cabin in the woods email us we could survive that at gmail.com or tweet us your thought to us at we could survive we'd love to hear them wouldn't we chris yes also let us know if you was in the cabin which monster you would prefer to come after you yeah which one would be you know the easiest to, to, to fend deal off. with yeah unicorns maybe i'm thinking either a unicorn i reckon that bat would have been quite easy if there was just one of them 
but it's quite big and quite Lock yourself in a cellar. Yeah, potentially. If you like this uh, podcast, rate us and give us some stars on iTunes. That would help us out a lot. We would appreciate it. Or any other podcast provider where you would find us. Five stars if you think we deserve that. I think we deserve five stars, I think we deserve nothing. (laughs) We deserve to be sacrificed in a cabin in the woods. I think that's probably fair enough. Chris, I don't know what we're doing next week. Do you want to do another horror film? Yeah. But until then, if you... Well, if you have a horror movie to suggest to us, uh, do that. End the show. Anyways, you have listened to We Could Survive That, your weekly survival guide to the movies. We're going to see you all next week for, uh, I'm guessing, another horror film. Until then, we'll keep... uh, Wait. Until then, please keep on surviving. We we will keep on. That was my <laughs> what. What's going on? We'll keep on surviving. We will keep on surviving, yeah. and you do the same. Goodbye.